Well, we've been in a series called The Mind of Christ, and we're going to continue in that this morning. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 12, or 2, verse 13, sorry. It says, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We, we can look at things the way Jesus does, and that's really, that's the only real way to look at them, right? If we're looking at them in a different way, then we need to move that part of our thinking in line with Him. And that's what we're talking about, renewing the mind. Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 24, or actually verse 23. It says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That you be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in, the, in righteousness, true righteousness and holiness. And then IV, it says, be made new in the attitude of your minds. You know, we have the opportunity to do this every day and to move forward. It says, be made new in the attitude of your minds. Be renewed in the spirit. It'll say, uh, or the, the New King James says, spirit of your minds. You know, we talk about God's mercies being made new every morning. Well, we have an opportunity every morning to adjust our thinking more like Him. We can make it just incrementally. You know, that's how things happen. Lasting change happens a little bit at a time. You can take big leaps in something, but sometimes, you know, we were talking about that several weeks ago, sometimes when you go backwards. But if we'll just keep moving in, hit in the direction and keep going and make steps, then we're going to get there and our, our attitude and our, our outlook is going to be different. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. That makes all the difference in the world. You, you can look at the exact same situation and be depressed, one day, but then another day, you're thinking right, your mindset is right, you're hooked up with God, and it could be cloudy, you know, but, but you're happy. We're supposed to be, have a, ref, a fresh mental attitude. What, how we see things affects everything. You know, people talk about when they're in love, the, the grass is greener, sky is bluer. Well, what is that? Did the, the sky get bluer, the grass greener? No. Just in a different state of mind. It's like, it doesn't matter. Everything is great because hey, I got my honey or I got my man, whatever. On the other hand, you, know, <laughs> you get down the road and that same person that you thought, ooh, they're awesome. Now you're like, no, I got him or I got her. And so I cannot be happy. Same person. When, oh, they've changed. They, well, uh, they're the same person. Maybe you thought they were going to change and they didn't change. 
Maybe when you were signing up, you're like, yeah, there's this and that, but, you know, we'll, get, we'll take care of that. We'll take care of that in a few years. And, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, a quite a few years later, and you're like, that didn't change. That didn't happen. So what, you don't like them now? Well, get, here's news for you. Uh, everybody's like that. <laughs> there is no perfect person. And, yeah, the grass might be green on the other side, but uh, you haven't seen what it takes to maintain it. <laughs> you haven't seen what's behind the scenes. Well, it looks great. You may not think it's so great when you get in the same house. You guys ever heard Brother Hagin tell that story about Mary? So there's this guy. He's going down... Um, He's going down, he's touring the uh, mental asylum. That's what they used to call it. I'm sure that's not politically correct now. But <laughs> he's going down to, to tour. He's there, he's visiting somebody. But the guy's taking him around, and he goes in, and there's this, he looks in the one window, and there's a padded cell, and this guy's, he guys would start at one end, and he'd holler out, Mary! And then he'd run and butt his head up against the wall. And the guy's like, what's his deal? He's like, well, there's this girl named Mary. They were all set to get married, and she jilted him at the altar and left. And to this day, he, can't, he never got over it. And so he's, he would just sit, he'd yell at Mary and just butt his head against the wall, went nuts. So they go down, he go down the hall, and, you know, they're just looking at different things. The guy's talking to him. And he goes in, and he looks in another another room and this guy goes Mary and he runs down and butts his head up against the wall and he goes that the same guy he goes oh no that's the guy that married Mary <laughs> same person may not have got what you thought you were getting on the other hand you know, people think, oh, the one that got away. You may not want the one that got away. Don't even go there. Don't look them up on Facebook. <laughs> don't, go, don't go looking at them. Well, what are they doing? You know, that can go nowhere. That can only lead to bad stuff. Don't worry about the other person. Why are we talking about this? Anyway, <laughs> how we look. Well, I don't know. I just, I mean, if I had somebody else, no, no, it's how you're looking at it. I mean, we all have faults. We all have stuff to deal with, but how you look at it. There was a time I would go, you know, when I met Shelly, and, you know, we dated long distance, and um, I remember I, you know, I went down to Tulsa, and we went shopping for groceries at a super Walmart, <laughs> and that was awesome. I mean, we are just like, we're hanging out. I mean, this is, didn't matter. We're getting food for dinner. That's, you're just getting to hang out. With, I was just like, I just get to hang out with her. This is great. Didn't matter if we went out to eat. Didn't, just spending time together. I mean, it's that way today. We could, we spend tons and tons of time, you know. <laughs> we, we work together. We, we're at home. You have COVID and the kids are at the house and we're together. But I, we get along. Well, love it. Awesome. But it's how you look at stuff. 
you guys thought I was gonna say, and oh boy, now I don't like to go to Walmart with her. <laughs> I use that as an example when I talk to people, say, you know, look, I mean, you don't care. When you're in that state, you don't care what you do. I just want to, you know, if I can just, you know, talk to him. It doesn't matter. We didn't have FaceTime. You don't even want to know how much I spent on phone bill that, those months. <laughs> it was 10 cents a minute. <laughs> and I did not have a cell phone. This is landline. She, she left a message. This, you guys don't care about this, but I'll tell you anyway. She, the first message she left on my uh, answering machine, it was one of the tape answering machines. And I kept that. I still have it somewhere. It's in a folder, and I bought a player later so I could still have that. I need to digitize that. It's probably almost gone. She was calling when she was out on the road. So, I mean, we get along. I, lo I love her. We get along. But it's how you look at things. Talking about a mental attitude. Praise God. Amen. That's a different morning, isn't it? <laughs> we'll just go with it. All right. Let's go down to. Uh, let's well. Let's read these couple, and then we'll go into the next verses. Look. Uh, look at First Peter four verse one. We've read these. <laughs> Maybe your mind needs needs to change, and not your spouse, or um, not just your spouse. You know, people that you're working with, or everybody's got some kind. You know. If you're going to work with people, you got something to complain about. <laughs> it doesn't matter who the people are. Oh, I don't like my job. Well, you can pray about getting a different job. Probably shouldn't quit that job until you have another job. But, you know, look. Look at things through God's way of, of viewing, and uh, things can look a lot better. And nothing changed. 1 Peter 4, verse 1. It says, therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. Arm yourself also with this same mind. And the NIV it says, arm yourself with the same, also with the same attitude. So this is something we got to do. If you go out unarmed in this area, then just whatever floats through your mind you let in, it's going to be a problem. And, it, you, you know, what you deal with in situations, it, you're going to be dealing with emotions, with stress, uh, thoughts that you probably didn't have to in a certain situation or just daily life if you don't arm yourself and purposefully go and decide what you're going to think on. Talking about arming, you know, arming yourself, getting up in a fresh mental attitude. Every day when we wake up, we can say, look, I'm going to choose to believe the way God believes, the way God thinks today. I'm going to think that way. And I'm going to go, you have a big business meeting. You need to go in that meeting going, I know what God has said, and I'm going to act like that. Because if you go unarmed, you could get blindsided. And then you're saying something that you know you shouldn't say, and now you're, now you're feeling guilty, and now you got to go apologize, and now you blew up this relationship, and you got baited. You can know, wait a minute, I'm going into something that may be stressful. Okay, I need to arm. You, you need to know. 
that Satan is looking to try to trip you up and get stuff coming through your mind that's going to take you away from what he has for you. If you know you're walking into something that's stressful or has the uh, possibility to be like that, you need to arm yourself. Maybe stop and think, wait a minute, I'm getting agitated, wait a minute, I'm starting to think about stuff. <clears throat> I don't want to say the wrong thing and blow something up. Maybe I just need to stop. How is God looking at this? Back out of the situation. Go, how, how is, what's the real situation here? Because you can be driven by emotion, driven by thoughts, to where you're all in a frenzy about something because you're not looking at it the way God looked at it, and it can lead to results that you don't want. It's important we arm ourselves. It's important we think on the right things. It's important we do it on purpose. It's not going to happen automatically. I'm going to say that again. It's not going to happen automatically. Well, I just, you know, God, make me think different. Not going to happen. We have to choose to think different. Now, let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Actually, not, we're not going to go there yet. Now, let's go there. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Verse 5 says, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. And we're talking about renewing our mind, arming our mind. Okay, we're, we're going to have to do something with the thoughts. Our, our mindset is made up of thoughts. Just like the day is made up of minutes. It's not just the day. What did you do with the day? Well, you did something with each minute. What did you do? I, my mindset is so-and-so. Well, with, when your thoughts are coming through, what are you doing? Now, we, we, we touched base last week a lot and, and, and talked about, we're talking about renewing our mind and uh, focused on the fact that if you're going to get your mind into a new place, you got to watch what you put into your mind because if you make progress in thinking like God thinks, but then you go start looking at things that corresponds to the way you used to think, it's going to be easier for you to slide back into that. So sometimes, you know, people are making progress, but then they're, they're listening to the wrong things. They're looking at the wrong things. They're looking at things that used to have them bound or philosophies or thoughts. And now they go forward, but then they go back and they go forward and they go back. So they really don't go anywhere. They just kind of move around. So one way, if we're going to renew our mind and really make progress, we're going to have to cut stuff off. It's not just doing certain things. It's cutting it off. You know, we know this like. You can exercise and burn calories, but if you keep eating too much food, it's, it's going to offset that, right? It's just part of it. Uh, you, can't, you can't just exercise enough just to burn off all the calories. And if you're offsetting, you can stay in the same place, even though you're exercising more than ever, right? It's just it's, it's a mathematical uh, thing. It's just the, the calories, but that's you know, much more than that. Here's the thing. All of our behaviors... Don't come down to uh, just something on paper. They come. They they are what we've gone accustomed to and how we behave. 
So something that may be really easy for you, and you just say, you know, well, 2 plus 2 is 4. Come on, you know. You're supposed to eat 2,000 calories, so don't eat 2,500. Done. That's not the problem. I mean, that may be the problem, but it's not that easy. Why do you eat the 25? Why do you eat 3,000? It's because you're thinking a certain way. All of us. If it were that, you just, everybody would do the right thing and just say, oh, okay, I'm supposed to spend less money. Okay. Oh, I'm supposed to not eat that. Oh, okay. I won't look at this. The fact is, your daily life, all the minutes, all the thoughts have added up to something. Mine, everybody's. So be careful about judging. You don't want to judge people anyway. Don't say, well, that's just easy. Well, you should just do this. Don't, don't do that. Do this. Well, you could turn that right back on yourself. You know, it's real easy to say, you don't do this, but then, well, the stuff you do, well, that's okay, everybody does that. No, no. Might be real easy for somebody else to, to be uh, making progress in the area that you're making progress in. But we talked about you got to get away from the stuff uh, that, that got your mindset where it used to be. If you're trying to get out of that mindset, then you need to cut off some stuff as well as put the right thing in, but cut the, right, the, the wrong stuff out. In addition, doesn't matter if you don't look at, even if you don't look at certain things that used to bother you. Even if you're renewing your mind to what God the way God's word states, regardless of you look at other stuff that, that the way you used to think or not, you will have thoughts come up the way you used to think and you will have a challenge to your, no, your new mindset. You will have thoughts that come. And if we just take those and we don't understand what's going on or if we think everything that comes through our mind is our thought, or, or, or originating with us, originating with our core, then you can be in condemnation, you can be in guilt, you can feel bad, like, I thought I was further, because now you've been doing so well, but you have a thought. Yeah. Didn't even look at anything, it just it came up out of something the way you used to think. And you, you could think, I thought I was over that. Wait a minute, one good question is to ask, where did the thought come from? Who said that? Who said that? Whenever you have a thought in any direction, who said that? Especially if it's negative. Where did that come from? See, people think anything, well, it's my brain, so it's all my thoughts. It's going through your brain, but you have stuff suggested to you. There is a spiritual realm. There is a devil. There are demons. And they do influence people. They, they, and there's thoughts that come in. People say, I don't know where that thought come from. I've never thought about that. There is an evil one. And we need to know that and then to know what to do with it. Because if you think it's you, then you're, you're starting to look at, well, i got to get this problem. If you realize somebody, something else from out here is telling you that, then you can, you can combat it. You know, it was a story that was a... a I guess this was true, just somebody was relating to it. Um, this guy was, uh, I think he was a minister, but he was on top of a really high building. You know, it was Empire State Building or something. And he's looking down, and you know, when you're, you're really high up there, and then the people look like ants. You can't hardly even see them. And he's just looking, you know, enjoying the view, looking around. And he had this thought, why don't you jump? 
And he, he just, he looked and he just said, he didn't hesitate. He was like, you jump. <laughs> he knew where it was coming from. I'm not jumping, you jump. You know what a lot of people would say? Oh my gosh, am I suicidal? What, where did that come from? What, what, do I, 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 I don't want to kill myself. You don't want to kill yourself. Somebody's trying to get you to kill yourself. You just say, I'm not doing that. You do it. Shut up. That's a whole different mindset. Now when you have thoughts that are like, you know, contrary to God's word, I'm not doing that. No. I resist you. It can be a thought of doubt, to doubt God's word. I'm not doubting. Oh, I thought I was in faith. Now I had this thought that God's word's not true. Doubt, I resist you. I'm not doubting. I'm, I believe God's word. I'm a believer, not a doubter. No. Not going to doubt God's word. Fear can come on you. Fear can come on you, grip you, so you can't even move. It's real. It can be a presence. Just come on you. What are you supposed to do? Oh my gosh, I guess I'm afraid. No, you resist it. You say no. Talking about thoughts. Every thought, thought comes. Where did it come from? Well, such and such might happen. Is that God trying to warn me? God's not trying to warn you something bad's going to happen. Just with a thought and a fear, if there's something, it's, he's going to impress you on the inside. He, there can be a warning, don't do that, don't do this, but it's not a gripping fear that, oh, this could happen to me, it's go over here. Warning, do this. Do you see the difference? It's not, oh my gosh, this could happen. That's, God does not communicate that way. Oh, well, this could happen to you, you know. You better, and there's a dread and a, no, 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 that's not God. God will say, I mean, if, you're, if you were dealing with somebody that you love and you're trying to help, you wouldn't go, oh, no, oh, no, oh, don't, avoid, avoid. You'd be, if you were trying to really get to him, you'd say, hey, stay away from this, go over here, do this, this is the right way. And if you're God, you know everything, you don't have anything to be afraid about. He is not afraid. And he knows the answer. If you know all the answers and know what to do, what, you don't have anything to be afraid about. It's like, oh, this is coming. Okay, well, we'll do this. Well, this is coming. See, that's, we're children of God, so if we get communicating with that, then when we hear, uh, if we have a prompting to do something and it's a direction, then we can, we can follow that if it's from God. But he's not going to lead you by fear. The devil will lead you by fear. It's like trying to catch an animal. You have a net over here, and you scare them so that they run into the net. That's what, this, that's what Satan does. If you're being led by fear, you are being led by the devil. If you have a thought of fear, you don't have to try to, you, have, you don't have to sit there and go back and forth and say, is this God, is this not God? He's not leading you like that. Now, you could go to him and go, is there something here? I might be afraid about it, but is there something real? But he's going to say, do this. You could be getting around a situation. He's going to show you where to go, not what to get away from. Those are two different things. Well, this might happen, so I got to do such and such. You're being led by fear. That's not the same as go here. 
do this. 2 Corinthians 10.5 in the NIV says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We're going to read this in several translations. Sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Every thought. So a thought comes, where did that come from? Is it a godly thought? Is it an evil thought? If it's not a godly thought, then I get rid of it. I cast it down. I say, no, I will not think that. That's not going to be in my mind. The Amplified Classic says, Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. Look back at verse 5. See, this is bringing out, it, it's in, of course, the, the New King James. He's talking about theories and reasoning. He's talking about things that are against what God would believe and against the knowledge of God. And he's talking to these people saying, we refute that. You get the rid of the thought. How do you get rid of the thoughts? You cast them down and with the word of God, you, re, you uh, resist them and you replace them with what God has said. What do you do with thoughts that are against what God has said or against the true knowledge of God? Because there will be thoughts that, well, God doesn't exist. Oh, God's not going to help you. God uh, doesn't have good things for you. God's not going to heal you. He has healed you, you know, but no, He's not going to take care of you. It says we refute arguments, theories, and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. It says proud and lofty thing. Well, why would it be proud and lofty? Because it's against God. It is proud. If God's right and you say you're right, that's pride. And this goes in any area. See, a lot of people think, oh, well, pride is when you know you think you're, you're way better than everybody else. No, that is pride. But if you think that you're just not worthy of what God has said, and God said you are, that's pride. Because you are contradicting Him. He said, look, I have good things for you. You believe me, like we're talking about in the offering. I, I will have cause you to be in abundance. You say, well, no, no, messed up too much. That's not going to happen. You are contradicting Him. You know what that is? It's pride. Well, no, I'm being humble. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to say the truth. I just am not all that. If he said you're something and you said you're not, you're wrong. And you're in pride. I'm in pride. Whoever it is, we're wrong. It's not, that's not the truth. So anything that contradicts what God has said is, it's a theory, reasoning, proud thing. It's not true. So we need to know as these thoughts are coming across our mind, what, what is true when you say true, what lines up with the Word of God? What is false? Where did it come from? And now we know what to do with the thoughts. If it's the wrong source, if it's the wrong play, if it's the wrong type of thought, then we just get rid of it. That's it. We resist it. You say, but it won't go away. We resist it. Yeah, but it's just, it's, I, I can't get rid of it. You resist it. 
Yeah, but I, it just, you resist it. You don't, see, well, you're saying it won't go. You're saying, I can't do what the Word said. Nobody said this was easy. It's very simple, like we were talking about earlier. You just exercise and do this stuff, you'll get these results. Yeah, easier said than done. This is simple, but you will be challenged not to do this. Satan will try to get you. If, if you have renewed, started renewing your mind and started walking in the truth of God's Word, he is going to try to pull you back to where you were. He will. He doesn't want you to take ground. You will start influencing other people for good. So even that you start thinking right, he's going to start saying, no, that's a bunch of nonsense. You really believe that stuff? Look, this person's more successful than you, and you don't believe anything you believe. That's reasoning. That's theory. He's trying to angle around. What's he trying to do? Steal the word? He's trying to get you to let go. Well, maybe you're right. Get you to entertain it. If you can just get you to start thinking about it, he's got leverage. Now he can start conning you. You know, somebody calls you up, starts telling you how, you know, your service warranty is going to expire and you need to call and give them their credit card for something you never bought. If you just hang up on them, they're done. They might call back, you just hang up on them. And they, you can tell it's the same person, call it, same number, not answering. They can't get any leverage. But if you call them, you, hang, you answer it, and you start talking with them. No, but this is this and this, and they, they have an opportunity to convince you. Now, a lot of those people are not that smart. You think they never convince me. They're just trying to, to do stuff. But they, there's other places where people are calling, and they, they have a good sales pitch. And it's something you don't need. It's not evil. It's just you don't need it. If you open the door and you start talking to them, you may end up buying something you don't want to buy. But if you just shut it down at the beginning, you won't get there. See, Satan deals in the same way. He, he just needs an open door. You just think about it a little bit. Well, I'm just going to turn it, like somebody said, turn it around in my, turn it over in my mind just a few times. It's a bad thought, but you know, what would that be like? Well, now he's got an opening. You go to that thought, pretty soon you go to this next thought. Then you go to this next thought, and pretty soon you are thinking about this, and it's coming back because you've given it place, and he's twisting and lying and deceiving and showing you things that don't exist, but showing you, well, you know, if you did that, maybe this would happen. And, well, you know, you could get a better result here. I mean, why are you even doing this with God anyway? I mean, he's not done this and this, and he's... He's, he's crafty. He's subtle. But, but that's because we're listening to him. And he will. If you start letting him into that, re, that realm, he's smart, he's crafty, and you don't shut up. The way to deal with him is to shut it down. Cast the thought down. Make it come into obedience. Get rid of it. The longer you listen to it, the more susceptible you are to having yourself influenced and your mind to go back or go into a place that you never thought you would be. But it, it's individual thoughts. The thought comes, get rid of it. Like I said, easier said than done. But we can if God wouldn't tell us to do it unless we could do it. So if we say, I just, I, I can't, tried, can't, what do we say? 
it, then, then I'm going to have defeat. I, I have to, what we're saying is, I have to take the thought. In other words, my mind is open game. I mean, anybody can put any thoughts in and I'll just think on them. I see a headline and I'll be like, oh, really? Okay. I see somebody's theory and somebody's write-up on, you know, some subject and, or something about a church or something about a scripture. Oh, really? You say that? Okay. And just whatever thoughts and it just starts bouncing around instead of, wait a minute, what? You say that? No, I'm not listening to it. Shut it down. Go to the next thing. Go, go, what does God say? Thought comes, well, you, you know, something negative about your life. Well, I mean, it's true. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, well, and this, this, listen to this. Satan will tell you this. Well, I mean, yes, it's a negative thought, but I mean, it's true, right? So, I mean, it might not be, yeah, this isn't a godly thought. It's just Satan harassing you about something that you, but it's true. So, no, if it's not lifting up, that's not God. You still need to shut it down because you're not looking at it right if you become depressed. You can look at a truth and look at it wrong and it gets you depressed. Or you can look at a truth and if it's, God, God's not depressed, he's like, yeah, so what? We can do this. We can do this over here. You can still do this over here. You can do this. He's not like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's the one exception. You see the footnote in your Bible? That was you. <laughs> that was your situation. You fall into that category, and I did that because I knew there would be this percentage of people that I could not help. You might as well go get depressed. Just get ready now. There's nothing I can do for you. Is that true? It's not true. God's word's true for everybody. Look at this in the Passion Translation. It says, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. <laughs> Do you see that's, that's an active thing. That's like, no, get, get out. No. Well, it came back. Okay, I guess you can stay. No, get out. On purpose. Strength. You might have to do that a hundred times. If it's something that's been bouncing up, maybe you have not thought about it for three weeks, but now it's, you know, you had some other stress and this going on, you're tired and it's hammering you. What do you need to do? Oh, well, forget it. I guess I'm, no, you push back and it might come 50, 60, 70, 100 times. What if it does? You do it 99 times and then that's it. If it goes to 100, we're done. No, no, we don't do that. We just keep going. No, 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 I'm thinking that's, I'm not, I'm not dealing. No. It just won't stop. I guess it's just whatever, forget. No, we don't do that. It's, but it's active, and everybody's tempted to say, forget it. Everybody's tempted to say, ah, I've messed up. Everybody's tempted to say, I just can't do it. Everybody's tempted to say, uh, I'm not going to make progress. That's not unique. 
You've come so far. Satan will try to get you back. And it may look, well, you're, you're skating. You're just, man, you're just making progress. The challenge will come. And so what, it's what we do with the challenge. We need to arm ourselves. I mean, you see the language. It's like, no, no, you got to do something. We push back. Not in your own strength. We push back because God is with us. If He said we can do it, we can do it. And you have to be on it. You find yourself thinking about something you shouldn't. You say, oh, no. And if it was wrong, you say, Lord, forgive me for that. That was wrong. Shut up. I resist you. Somebody said, oh, but I, you know, I already messed up. I already thought about it. You just deal with it like anything else and say, Lord, that was wrong. I shouldn't have been thinking about that. Forgive me. And resist it. Fear, I'm not going to fear. No. Look at it in the voice. It says, we are demolishing arguments and ideas, every high and mighty philosophy that pits itself against the knowledge of the one true God. Do we have a lot of that in the earth? High and mighty philosophies that put itself against the knowledge of God. Saying, well, that's not true. Oh, you're one of those backwards people. You still believe that nonsense in that book? Yes, and it's not nonsense. But see, that's an arrogant push against God. It's an arrogant push to try to get people to come into this way of, uh, a way of thinking that is opposed to God. It says, we are taking prisoners of every thought, every emotion. Now this, you know, of course, if you're going to have emotions and, and thoughts go together, that's kind of bringing out that. But, you know, it, it helps us to understand. The scripture doesn't say that specifically. It's, it's kind of helping you to, to understand. But if you have thoughts, how, do you, how many of you know thoughts can bring emotion? So you have an emotion. This falls in the same category. So you feel mad. Okay. The Bible says be angry and do not sin. Which means you can be angry and sin or you can be angry and deal with it right. So you're angry and you're like, I'm, I'm going down, I'm going to knock his head off. No, no, that's not what you need to do. You don't want to spend time in jail. So you got to deal with it differently. I'm going to go tell them off. Well, no, do you want your, to keep your job? Go get a different job before you tell them off. And then don't tell them off and just walk it. Just say, you know, you never know when you're going to deal with somebody down the road. That's not a good thing. Don't burn a bridge. Be kind. It's not a good representation of, of Jesus anyway. You know, your flesh wants to do something and the emotion's there. Where's that thought coming from? You can have a thought that you're just going to get out of some association with people because, you know, I'm fed up and they don't do whatever could be any kind of organization. I don't, I don't like that, so I'm just going to get out of it. Okay, but what's leading you at that point? And where did the thought come from? And what's on the other side? You could think, I don't, I don't want to deal with that, and I'm better, I, I have better things to do anyway, and I should be able to deal with other people. And you could have all kinds of thoughts when actually this person, you may have had trouble with them, you may have had trouble with this organization, but actually... You're better off with them than other people. You just don't see what's behind door number two. What was that show called? Let's Make a Deal way, way back. Everybody know what I'm talking about? It was before my time, but I saw the reruns. Do you want what's here or you want what's behind door number two? 
Santa go, door number two, door number two, door number, got to be better than this, and you get it, and it's like a trinket. And they just gave up $3,000 gift. Be careful where the thought's coming from. If it's not godly, maybe, no, the emotions are there, you want to act when you're being pushed. Wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be led by emotions, I'm supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Get the thoughts under control, get the emotion under control, and then go see God, and then you're going to deal rightly. You're going to act in truth instead of acting out of, instead of reacting. So we are taking prisoners of every thought, every emotion, and subduing them in to the, uh, to, into obedience to the anointed one. Think on the right things. Let's close with this. Look at uh, Philippians 4.8. Familiar verse, but it goes right with what we're talking about. So you're casting down anything, taking it into uh, captivity, bringing into obedience, anything that contradicts God's word. So then what do you have to look back at? It's like anything else. If you're just constantly taking something out, but you're not filling it with something, then you're going to run into trouble, whether it's a habit, whether it's anything, behavior. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, we were talking about last week, it, we need to be reminded, oh, okay, this, all right, that's, that's what I'm supposed to do. We all need reminders. I mean, there's a lot of people, and you've heard this. Hearing it doesn't do it. We need to be like, wait a minute. You know, I have been letting that in my brain. I need to shut it down, and I need to look at this. It's just running the play again. On paper, it's one thing on paper. You're like, yeah, I'm not doing that in this area. Ah, that's where the problem is. i got to shut that down. I've been inviting this into my family room to have a conversation. That's the problem. So it, it goes through all these things. Let's, let's look at it again. Whatever things are true. Somebody said, like we said earlier, the devil said, well, it's true. Okay, but is it noble? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? Right there. If it's true that you had some problem, but it doesn't lead to a good report, you shouldn't think on it. In other words, you look at what is true in light of what God said, and God's never defeated. God never goes under. So if it's a thought that you did this, so this bad circumstance is going to happen, it's not God. So it's the wrong thought. And Satan's subtle. He's sly. He'll be like, oh, no, this is true, and you did this, and therefore A plus B equals C, and your C's coming. Get ready for C. And God's saying A plus B don't always equal C, damn it. All kinds of possibilities. Look at, look at my... Look at me, deal, uh, look at what I have for you, we'll get her done. Doesn't have to be somebody else's A plus B equals, no, you said, well, this is what I did. Now you start focusing on what they, no, no. Go to God and say, Lord, you know, I've blown it. Humility goes a long way. You say, Lord, I, I know that was wrong. You can say, Satan, yeah, did that, but that's, that's, that's done with, 
and God's good, and I'm going over anyway. And if it was something you did wrong, you just say, well, God's forgiven me. It doesn't exist. I've been forgiven, so I'm going on with God. You can go, you can go uh, be miserable all by yourself. Amen? God, God is a good God, and He has a way through and over wherever we are today. In any state, we've dealt with certain things. Just, just be aware of what, what has been coming in our minds. And realize, if it's bringing us to a bad place, God has a better place, and it's right now. All, so you have how many thoughts left today? I don't know. It's how fast things are going through your mind. But... Regardless of where things have been, they can start going in the right direction today, tomorrow, and start taking a different place. But we have to do, we got to realize those thoughts need to be dealt with. Not tomorrow. Now, as you leave this service, as we get done, as we go on with our day, we just be armed. Just be ready. Realize, I can't just be like, well, that was good. All right. And then just go right back into letting things play. We got to go, wait a minute, I'm armed. Wait, that came. Aha, I know what to do now. Bam. Oh, wait, came over here. Oh, no, we're not playing that. We're not doing that now. Nope. Not going to do that. Oh, wait, but what about this? You know that's true. Yeah, that might have been true, but God, and we're going over. Shut up. I'm not talking about this. We're done with that. As far as God's concerned, doesn't exist. We're going over. Armed, ready, doing something, and going over. Amen.